Let me speak to you this, mom, this morning for a few moments on direction from a weary place. We're going to find our assignment for this morning in the book of Mark chapter 8. Book of Mark chapter 8. We're going to read a couple of verses. It's going to lay the foundation for us of where we're going. And then we'll allow the Spirit of God to lead us in that direction. In the book of Mark chapter 8, starting with verse 22, this is what the Scripture tells us. They came to Bethesda. And some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village. When he had spit on the man's eyes and put his hands on him, Jesus asked, do you see anything? He looked up and said, I see people that look like trees walking around. Once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were opened. His sight was restored. And he saw everything clearly. Jesus sent him home saying, don't even go into the village. Here we find ourselves in Mark chapter 8. Jesus had just left from feeding the 4,000. He comes to a town of Bethesda. He has just experienced a marvelous miracles that have taken place. Feeding the 4,000. Now he journeys his way down to this town of Bethesda. But in verse 22, it tells us that they came to Bethesda and some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. Now, as soon as he came to the town, the people of the city brought this man to Jesus. Now, when there's something going on, when there's something good happening, people can't help but to notice. People can't help but to go there because there's something wonderful happening. And I can only imagine the news of Jesus feeding the 4,000 and the miracles that he's done before. The news have traveled through the region. So this is before Facebook time. This is before Instagram and all this stuff that we have today to communicate. Back then, it was the word of mouth. So in other words, news traveled to the re through the region because they knew that this man named Jesus had the authority and had the power to deliver people, had the power to heal people, and had the power to do marvelous miracles upon on the life of individuals. So they knew that they had to take this blind man to Jesus. I tell you what, ain't you glad that we can come to the Lord with our needs? Ain't you glad that we can come to the Lord and no matter what condition we find ourselves in, that we can find refuge and we can find hope going to Jesus. There, there's no place I'd rather go than go into the presence of the Holy Spirit where Jesus can touch my life, where Jesus can turn my life around, where Jesus can restore my home, can restore my marriage, touch my rebellious children and God is still lifted up in my home they brought this blind man to Jesus the Bible doesn't say how long this man have been blind 
It doesn't tell us how long this man has been blind. Probably from birth. We don't know that. But all we know that when he arrived to this town, they brought Jesus, this blind man. How would you would like to have been born blind? Imagine that for a moment. I don't know if you know anyone who is blind. I don't know if you ever encounter anyone who is blind. But how would you like to have been born blind? To live in a land of the blind. To never known of sky, of the blue skies. To never have seen a tree. To never have seen the wondrous beauty of God's creation. Never able to see that. Never able to, you know, to comprehend the beauty of God's creation. To be able to be born blind. Surely this blind man was in a weary place. It, it, was, it was in a place of desperation. It was in a place that said, listen, I am tired of living the way I'm living. Somebody take me to Jesus. Somebody take me to this man that can do marvelous, who can restore the sick, who can heal the, those who are hurting and cast out devils. Surely he can touch me if I can only get to Jesus. Surely this man was in a weary place looking for hope looking for a, a condition that he had probably understood that there was no way out that there was probably no healing that he, he thought this is just the way it's going to be from now on i'm just going to be satisfied how i am but i tell you what when you hear about a man named jesus whoo my friend you know that nobody else can do what this man can do and you're going to make your way to this man the first thing I want you to notice is this. Jesus met him in his situation. He had to first have a willingness to meet the master. He had to have a willingness and a desire to be healed. When you encounter the master, when you encounter Jesus, there's had to be something within you. That says, I had enough the way I'm living. There's something within you that have to say, you know what? I'm tired the way I am right now. I am tired of the condition that I'm living right now. There's have to be something within you that says, enough is enough. If you're going to experience that change, it starts with you. It starts that you realize, listen, I can't do this anymore. I can't live like this anymore. I can't take another night like this anymore. That there's come a time in your life that you start to realize that you must be willing to meet the master and willing to allow him to heal you and change you and transform you. But it's going to be up to you. Jesus met him in his situation. He was in a weary place. He was in a place that many of us don't want to be. Or maybe sometimes we find ourselves in a weary place. And you don't know what to do. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been in a place in your life that you don't know what to do? You've tried everything else. You've called everybody else. And, and nobody seems to have what you need. But, but then there's a thought that comes upon your brain that says, you know what, there's somebody up there that can do what nobody else can. There's somebody out there that I can call upon that I know if I take my situation to him, 
want you to notice the second thing. The second thing I want you to notice is this. It was his situation that brought him to Jesus. It was his situation that brought him to Jesus. It was the people that surround him that push him to Christ. The Bible says that they brought him. It is amazing when your circumstances give you up. Amen. It is amazing when you're going through stuff that those circumstances give you up. In other words, they, they expose your problem to other people. And other people try to help you out sometimes. But the Bible says that they brought him to Jesus. Ain't you glad that there's all those people who surround you, that they're the ones who pray for you, that they're the ones who bring you to the house of God and say, listen now, when you're tired of trying everything else, you give me a call and you'll be glad. I'll take you to church because at church, I know for surely you're going to meet the master who's going to touch your life. Restore your marriage. Church, my goodness, church. Listen, I thank God for they. They could be your mama praying for you. They could be your aunt praying for you. They could be your dad one interceding for you. Thank God for they. They also were the ones who, the Bible says, they brought the paralyzed man to Jesus. They. Be thankful for those people who call, who they are surrounding your life. It's amazing. They brought them to the Lord. The third thing that I want you to notice is this. I'm going somewhere. Hold on. The third thing I want you to notice is this. Jesus didn't heal him there. The Bible says that he took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village. Now, I want you to catch this. This is very important. Jesus arrived to Bethesda. Have you just arrived? And they bring this blind man to him to, to heal him. And then Jesus takes him by the hand and leads him outside the village. Even though his situation had brought him to Jesus... Even though the people that surround him had brought him to Jesus. Even though now he stood in front of the master. He had to have a willingness to be led. People can take me there. People can bring me here. But then it's up to me. Then it's up to me. If I want to let him touch my life, you can, people can bring you to church all they want. You can look pretty at church all you want. And, and that's just about it. But, but then there's a transformation that takes place when you realize that I need to let him lead me to where he wants to take me. I, I have to surrender my will, surrender my and allowed him to touch my life and turn me around. You see, he had to have willingness to be led. Some of us have too much pride and arrogance that nobody can lead us. The Bible says in James 10, 4, 10 says, Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. In other words, 
sometimes when you come to a place that you realize that there ain't nobody else, there ain't nothing else, you've tried it all, you've gone from relationship to relationship, from drug to drug, from, from this to that, my friend, and nothing's working, and you realize this is, now I have to humble myself and realize that the problem, maybe it's me. Sometimes we blame, it's like the guy who's been married 10 times, and he said, I can't find the right one yet. Sometimes it ain't the women's problem. Sometimes you're the problem. You are the problem. And you need to evaluate and realize, listen, I'm the one who needs change. I'm the one who needs to humble myself and realize that I can't do this on my own. That I can't try to change this on my own. That I have to humble myself and allow the Spirit of God and allow Jesus to touch my life, transform my life, turn me around. And I have to allow myself to be led by the Spirit of God. When you get to such a weary place that you realize that I can't do this by myself. When we learn to say, it's not my, my way and it's not my will. When you get to that point in your life that you start to realize and you will learn to say those words. Listen, it's, no, it's, no, it's not my way anymore. It's not, my, it's not what I want anymore. You know what? I've learned to say those words is not my way and it's not my will when I first stood on the altar and I said, I do. I've learned them that it ain't about me anymore. When we learn, when we learn that nothing plus X equals everything. When we learn that nothing plus X equals everything, it is the missing piece of the equation of our lives. When we realize that, we, that without Him, I am nothing. Without the help of the Lord, I am nothing. But with Him, I can do all things. Without Him, I can't do a whole lot. I know that's proper English or not, darling, but I'll tell you, I'm preaching anyway. I know that ain't no, no, nothing can do by myself but I'm telling you when Jesus shows up in on my corner and Jesus shows up on my side I'm gonna make it through this journey I'm gonna make it through this weary place I'm gonna make it through this condition that I know it looks impossible but I'm trusting the master to guide me and help me through every situation of my life it is when it is when we get to that point of realization in our life that we, that he can take us by the hand and lead us to a place where he can touch us. He let them out. Think about it. Jesus took him out. The fourth thing I want you to notice is this. Jesus healed him in stages. Jesus healed him in stages. He touched him twice. I'm almost done. Hold on. He touched him twice. It wasn't that Jesus couldn't heal him with one touch. As a matter of fact, Jesus didn't even have to touch him. He, didn't want, he could, just, could, could just speak the word and he could have been healed. 
But, but first he, he, he brings him out of an environment. He takes him out of the village where he was there. He takes him out of the village. Listen, sometimes Jesus has to take you out. How much time I got? Sometimes Jesus has to take you out of that relationship that ain't doing nothing for you. Sometimes Jesus has to move you out of a circumstance or a location or a place or an environment for him to do what he needs to do in your life. Because as long as you are in that same environment, as long as you are in that relationship, nothing going to happen. Oh, you don't like this kind of preaching. I'm moving on. I can tell. I can tell already. Sometimes Jesus has to move you out. It wasn't that Jesus couldn't heal him with one touch. I believe that this was, this happened for a reason. Listen to me. Jesus was trying to teach us something. I believe that Jesus was demonstrating that all healing would not be instant. But that some would rather be gradual. I don't understand sometimes. Because you know what? We want it now, don't we? We want the breakthrough now. We want the miracle now. We want the promotion now. We want the big bank account now but then there's time when it just it just gradually moving forward it is like nothing's going to happen but it sometimes it's not that it's not happening is is it is that god is trying to teach you something through the process because if you get it your way right away you miss the lesson that is involved in the process come on you know what sometimes the process is just as important as a destination sometimes it is in the process that you get to learn who you are in the process you get to discover how, how much victory you have in the process you get to discover how strong you are my friend because when I am weak he is strong my friend when you going through the process you learn a lot about yourself am I preaching to anybody Sometimes the process is just as important as the breakthrough. It is a process where you, you, you they get you, it's like a grape, the, the cluster of grape. They, 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 we get squeezed, you know, what? Like, like, what's her name, Lucy, stepping on that, on those grapes, that, you know. I've been thinking about her lately, I don't know what's going on. But you know what? It's the process. It's part of the development in our life. Sometimes we don't like the process. We don't like what we're experiencing. We don't like what we're seeing, what we're going through. See, Jesus was, Jesus was doing that. I believe that, we, that he was writing something on the hearts of the disciples that day. Just because you don't see it at first, don't stop believing. Just because you don't see it at first, don't stop fasting. Just because you don't see it at first, don't stop praying. Just because you don't see it at first, don't stop preaching about it. You know what? Sometimes, you know, so, some of us want it easy. You know, you know, sometimes some things are not easy. 
Some of us are so easily discouraged. You know, we're, we're so easy discouraged. You know, we, we, we give discouragement more credit than, than being persistent and pushing forward. You know what? We, instead of pushing through and pushing forward, and, uh, and you know, we, we do that. You know, we're so easy discouraged. We're easy frustrated. So easy to become weary. We need to realize the principle that Jesus was teaching that day. It, it was don't give up. Don't give up. No, no matter what you're going through, don't give up. The last thing I want you to notice about this story is this. Now that Jesus has healed him, give, give, he gave him some instructions. And I like this. He, he told him, he sent him away to his house. He said, neither go to town nor tell any in the town. Think about it for a moment. The thing I want you to notice here is this. He didn't live in his situation, even though that where he was when Jesus found him. He didn't left him in that condition. When Jesus found him blind, Jesus restored him. But he told him not to go back to where he came from. He told him, don't go back to that town again. That's the reason I pulled you out in the first place. Now you know where preacher's going, don't you? Listen, what, he told him, don't go back to the town because there will be somebody for sure who will tell you this won't last. Who will tell you this is just, you're going just through an emotional thing. You're going through a roller coaster thing. Listen, there, there are some times you have to detach yourself from some people who are just too negative around you. You have to surround yourself who believe in you, who, who trust you, who can pick you up and encourage you, my friend. Sometimes you have to let go of some things. Jesus told him, don't go back. To that town nor tell any in town see Jesus was teaching another principle here see you, you have to change your face you got to change your place he was saying I just delivered you from from that so don't go back to it how many times we've seen it where people are experiencing the power of God they experience deliverance, they experience transformation, but they end up going back where the Lord brought them out from. They say, well, pastor, well, I'm just going to go witness to them. No, ain't. you ain't strong enough yet. You got to grow up spiritually and, and, and maturely. Because if you hang around that stuff, guess what? It's going to pull you back into it. If you hang around people who do things that you just came out from, I mean, I can name them. I can name things. We'll be here for a little while. But I tell you what, you know what it is. You, you, you're a big boy. If, if those things are holding you back and you know you go back to it again, guess what? You're going to re, re, keep repeating the same cycle over and over. See, in a weary place, you can receive your deliverance. In a weary place, you can receive your deliverance. Once you receive deliverance, you can receive your vision. 
Jesus touched him twice. The first time he was touched, the man said, I see men walking like trees. In other words, I have vision, but it's not clear vision. I see, I see it, it looks blurry. My life looks blurry. My, 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 my life that I live in day by day, it just looks blurry. But Jesus touched him a second time. He was teaching him that if you persist and if you go forward, you're going to receive your breakthrough. But you got to learn how to not, don't give up. You have to learn not to quit. When nobody else wants to go to church, you go to church. Don't quit. If I have to go to church by myself, I go by myself. If I, because I ain't going to quit. You know why I'm not going to quit? Because the Lord has brought me so too far already. I have come too far already for me to quit. I've come too far already for, to turn my back on the Lord. I've come too far now to, 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 to. I'd rather please the Lord than please people around me. You, you, you get an attitude. You get an attitude that says, you know what? I don't give a rip what anybody else think. You know what? Because they don't know what I've been through. They don't know where the Lord brought me from. I was in the Mari pit. I was in a situation where there was no way out. But the Lord Jesus picked me up when nobody else gave me hope. He was the only one who pulled me out from that Mari clay. And I'm standing today on solid ground because what the Lord has done in my life. Woo! See, once you have your vision, you now have the two to follow the direction of God. When you have clear direction, when you have clear vision, then you can follow the direction of God. And this applies to all of us. It applies if you're a, a, a wife, if you're a husband, a mother, a father. When you have clear direction of the Lord, my friend, you can leave your home. You can lead your family in the right things of God. Not to compromise your wife, not to compromise your, your husbands, not to compromise your family or your finances. So you, you're hearing the mind, you're walking with the mind of Christ because you have clear vision for your life. You can't walk without your vision. You can only stumble was struggling to find your way man you can make it you can try to fake it until you make it but you, you ain't gonna make it far because you're gonna stumble in this dark world you can stumble in this dark world we gotta allow the master to touch us and turn us around and transform our minds and transform our lives why don't you bow your heads for a moment father in the name of jesus father we we just thank you father we just thank you lord that there are people who maybe are in a weary place lord there are people who might be in a weary place but we thank you that you are the master who can touch us lord that maybe you don't you you show us the path you show us the way and I pray that this morning that even those who might be watching online, Father, they, they have been through some battles. They have been through some setbacks. They have been through 
maybe going through a dark hour right now, God, but I pray, Lord, just like the master touched the blind man and restored his sight, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you restore their sight, their vision, their hope for tomorrow. Father, we can't change what have happened, but we can, we can trust you for our future. And I pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you touch your people this morning. Breathe upon them a fresh anointing, Lord. And I give you the praise. I give you all the praise and the glory this morning. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Get up on your feet for a moment. Why don't you just close your eyes for a moment. Worship the Lord for a moment. Father, we glorify you this morning. We glorify you this morning. Hallelujah. 